Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and prefer not to disclose to the Undressing Underground podcast. The date of release for this episode is June 2nd, 2015, which also happens to be the 26th anniversary of my little baby brother by blood and presumably law. It's uh, birth. So if I told you about this, happy birthday. Even one more year before you need to kill yourself to live forever in the hearts of misguided 15 year olds. Anyway, on today's episode, we have the multiply labeled Tom Baker. Tom was introduced to me by fellow noise musician Laura Conifer, who you can hear from on the first episode, going way back six weeks. I talked to Tom about noise and regular music and Christianity and ghosts and whatever the fuck else. I've also layered his performance of his original score for Nosferatu underneath the entire interview because he has a thing for uh, accidents. So whether it works or not doesn't matter because it's all accidental, incidental, it's not incidental. Enough of my fucking rambling. Here's Tom Baker. Hey, how you doing, my friend? All right, you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. No problem. What were you drawing? Uh, a dead two-headed baby. <laughs> why Why that? Well, it kind of struck my fancy today. I was looking at dead people on uh, Pinterest and, uh, yeah, yeah, dead two-headed baby. I drew a, a Harvey Murray Glavin, the serial killer, earlier this morning, and that was pretty fulfilling. And uh, so now, none of dead two-headed babies. Uh, do a, drew a picture of Christ yesterday. Is that just because he's dead or because of who he is? Oh, no, I just like Christ. Okay. Are you, it, you know? are you Christian? Yes, yes. Although I, I have a, a bit of a problem with Christian ethics. Like what? Um, <laughs> that's kind of the deep end of the conversation right off the bat. But That's fine. <laughs> uh, well, it just uh, not very much into the... the I mean, I, I, I guess in a, in a supernatural sense, you know, I, I believe in... in uh, Yahweh God, but in a in a an ethical sense, Christian ethics bother me because in a they seem like the ethics of in a way weakness or or they seem like the ethics of subservience in a sense if you understand what I mean. Uh, they're sort of a twin of almost uh, like Marxist ethics, and and those aren't really my values, hmm. at least not anymore. Um, <laughs> So why, what about Christianity appeals to you then? Well, I just believe that, I mean, you'd have to, in my sense, in my own understanding, you know, I mean, (laughs) 
Well, I didn't expect to be talking about this. Uh, Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I believe that that Yahweh God, the God of the the Israelites or the Jews, is the supreme spiritual being in the universe, and uh, that to trust upon Him, you know, you're going to you're going to pay, and you're going to pay in spades if you do it. So, I mean, if you if you believe one, you sort of have to, in a sense, believe the other. I'm not Jewish, but you know, if you believe in the in the Jewish God, you you do have to, at least from my own perspective, from the way I was raised. I mean, you know, I, I do have to believe in Christ. Uh, I'm just it, it's it's basically maybe the modern interpretation of it. It is not something I I really it's something I I, really, I feel conflicted about. Okay. I'll put it to you that way. I feel really conflicted about because. You know, I mean, I will sometimes feel like two or three different people because I mean, I have you know a part of me that certainly believes in that, and is probably really conservative in a lot of ways. But then I have a part of me that's really sort of into dark and, and sort of dreadful things, and maybe they don't always mix very well. Right. So you write. <clears throat> I saw you write these books about like UFOs and ghosts and stuff. Do you believe in all that, or you just? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, um, I believe really strongly in a supernatural world. I try not to be corny or, or hokey about it. And sometimes when you, you write those type of books, you, you are trying to appeal to a certain audience. Uh, but yeah, the, the supernatural world is, is really, uh, I've experienced it. What do you mean you've experienced it? Well, I experience it all the time to a greater or lesser degree, but every once in a while, every few years, I'll have certain things happen. Uh, just one of those things where you know you round a corner sometimes and you're in the twilight zone. You see something or you you have an experience uh, or of some sort that you can't possibly explain in any rational way, and it reminds you that you know that there is another sort of dimension to reality, and uh, that that this sort of physical level is just it's just temporary. It's you know it's gonna fade. Maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with death. Uh, you know because it's the inevitable end of life and uh maybe in a sense it's you know sort of what i see is the is the reality of the true the true being born is is sort of being born into death so how does this affect your christianity then i, I don't know man it's, i just take it one day at a time i i uh i'm i'm pretty strange i i'm <laughs> I don't really know. I, I can't. I, I, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm probably more eccentric than than most people, and, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of a, a misanthrope, and, and, and definitely, I'm a recluse, and, and, uh, and I don't, I don't have any friends. I don't associate with other people. I don't uh, have relationships or romantic partners. I have no interest in that. The human body doesn't really do a lot for me. I don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any politics. Um, my life basically consists of going to the YMCA and uh, drawing macabre pictures, uh, doing my writings, and making my music. So if I were to ask you, like, how you identify as a person, what would you say then? Like, would you say, like, asexual, like, paranormal believer or Christian? Um, I, I really... Um, Probably social misfit, outcast, fringe dweller. Fringe dweller is an interesting term. Yeah, the, yeah, I really truly am. I, I don't, you know, I don't, uh, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't go to bars. I don't do any drugs. I don't talk to anyone. Um, 
if I could move to an island somewhere and be completely by myself, I would probably do so. Um, if I could survive, but you but, know. But you do uh, like write these books and you do make this music and you have that podcast, isn't that a form of communication still? Like, would you miss those things if you lived on an island by yourself? I do those things because they just occur to me. I, I don't. It's very strange. I, <laughs> I, uh, they most of the the things that I do, a lot of them are just things that pop into my head and they're just things that I know that I have to do. I mean, a lot of the music uh, that I do, some of it is actually directly comes from dreams. Right. And I saw it on your website. You do, what is it about dreams with you? It's become so endemic for me to write down my dreams and to form them either into fiction or to, to, to scrupulously write down every single detail that it's almost like uh, an alternate reality or an alternate life I can slip into when I sleep. Sometimes, well, my ritual in the morning is, is to get up and always write down scrupulously every single detail of my dreams. Hmm. And uh, either that or if, it, if some, if like it suggests, a piece of fiction suggests itself, or if I have a melody in my head for, for actual music, um, that's not noise music, which I do not very much of these days. I, I, really? I used to do quite a bit. I do a lot, a lot less of it. Um, what are you doing nowadays? Uh, mixtures of, of different things. Uh, fiction based on dreams and, and artwork, sort of macabre artwork and and, and stuff based on dreams and, and uh, mixtures of, of experimental actual music and, and sometimes drones and ambient stuff and noise and, okay. and then spoken words sometimes and just sort of mix it all together. But, I mean, you you obviously are compelled. Why are you compelled to share these things, though? Do you think they're going to reach somebody that might interest you? Um, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's not that they don't. It's not that people don't interest me. It's that uh, I can't really. It's hard for me to explain. It's like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I don't consider myself conceited or stuck up. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just that my experiences with people have been so unremittingly bleak and negative uh, it, overwhelmingly and um, I really you know there's there's a, a deep animosity between me and, and 98% of most people walking the planet you know I'm not you know a criminal or a felonious person or, right. or a malicious person I'm not going to go out and you know shoot anybody or anything <laughs> like that I, mean, I didn't know, think that I wasn't trying to indicate that or anything <laughs> Yeah, when, when you do the kind of some of the stuff that I do, people start to wonder about you. It's like I had to stop drawing murderers and killers so much because people, I was afraid somebody was going to like report me or something, you know. I just found the subject interesting. I'm just the subject of evil. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the subject of darkness, the, of a sort of. Do you think. I'm ugliness. Do you believe in hell? Oh, yes, absolutely. So you absolutely. believe these people go to hell? Do I believe people go to hell? Like the... Well, oh. I, I, no, I'm, I'm not going to... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay, I mean, that's even more interesting that you're not sure if you believe people go to hell, it sounds like. No, no, I, I certainly believe that, that there's a... I don't know if you want to call it a hell. There's, there's certainly... There's a, a state of being cast away from God. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not going to say who's going to be cast away and who's not. That's not... Well, what about the, the murderers and stuff that you like to draw? Like, <laughs> do, like, do you are you repulsed by them at all? Do you think they're ungodly in any way? 
No comment. <laughs> no. <laughs> no comment one with it. Uh, do I think that reality is? Do I think that God is totally good? I'm not sure. Really? Is God holy good? No. I mean, you know, I. I mean, uh, you know, you think about the Old Testament. He told the the Israelites to go out and kill Amalek down to the the last woman and child and every animal and burn their tents and and uh, so God's God's pretty much a hard case, man. He he doesn't mess around. So I mean. You know, I mean, if he's willing to, you know, the the world in life is 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 in a sense, it's about pain and ugliness. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not. And you know, I usually am actually uh, pretty strongly influenced by positive thinking philosophy. So saying all this is probably pretty strange, uh, or, or for all this to come out is pretty strange. But in a sense, yeah, I, I do believe that. You know, I mean, it's an ugly world, and it's it's a, it's a sort of a hideous place, and. And um, my art sort of reflects that, uh, you know. I, I to pin it to pin it down. I mean, some of the stuff that I do, I feel is influenced by by chance or or just stuff that I'm supposed to do. And then some of it reflects back. I mean, there's things that I've done in the past. There's material that I put out that is sort of embarrassing now. <laughs> why and there's why stuff, is that? Well, there's there's just there's stuff also like you know i've got some releases on different websites i can't really talk that much about like certain types of people i can't really say i can't really say much about myself because a google search will bring up stuff that from the past that you know i, I might have like tracks on a website where they're talking about you know encouraging people to go blow their head off or some shit you know i mean i i it just things like that you know that's one thing about the noise community yeah that 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 kind of I, I a lot of those you know i only know them through the internet so the 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 abstract sound or the the art i don't know what you call it they call it noise mm -hmm. uh, i don't really have a lot in common with some people i mean I, I don't really in a sense they i think a lot of them are really crazy <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, you know and that's and and a lot of them you know they they try so hard to be like edgy and nihilistic and and all this stuff, but like if you trespass on any of their like politically correct sacred cows, they like really have a a coronary. So it's like this odd you know dichotomy of them trying to be these misanthropes, but at the same time they're like these humanists and these sort of so I, it doesn't really fit together for me for for some reason. But you know I don't I don't really talk to to. You know, I, I, I'm sort of – I've traded, you know, tapes and, and CDs with a lot, you know, with people in Korea. Um, I've sent packages to England twice, Australia twice, or something to the Netherlands, to Germany, to Chile, to Serbia, um, you know, big packages of, of stuff to Canada, all over the, you know, the northern United States and um, – you know, I've got back some some interesting stuff. I've got back stuff that I thought was lame. I've got stuff that I thought was really trite and hackneyed. You know, uh, tapes with cutouts from porn magazines. You know, stuff that's so old hat that it's kind of ridiculous these days and redundant. I mean, like, what's shocking about porn? You can go on the internet and look at it all damn day. Right. You know, if you want. So, I mean, there's no. But you know, I mean. Kind of rambling. I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's been a long time since I've had you know any, anybody. I've talked to anybody on a on a you know radio podcast or anything like that. It's probably been two or 
two or three years. Okay. Of, uh, a couple of years. Well, maybe 12, 13. Yeah, probably two or three years. Was that for, usually have conversations. Go was ahead, that, was that for like one of the books or something? Yeah, I've never actually had anybody talk to me about my music. They, they don't. I've had a lot of people. I've been doing it for about 10 years. Really? And uh, I've probably recorded. Yeah, I've probably recorded about, oh, I don't know, hundreds, hundreds of recordings. Um, hundreds and hundreds. Everything ranging from easy listening and elevator music to <laughs> the harsh noise to, to jazz to you know, new age spoken word. I've sort of tried it all. Is um, this all online? Uh, quite a bit of it is. Quite okay. a bit of it is. I, I usually upload. I figure if you throw enough stuff against the wall, uh, eventually something will stick. So <laughs> I, I upload stuff constantly, and it, which is probably not a good idea because if you make yourself too accessible, then after a while people just start losing interest. And I don't actually think anybody had any interest to begin with. So <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. If, if they do, it's, it's there. It's a simple Google search. What do you have a gold? Like, are you hoping to make money at some point or something? Well, I've got a couple books. They sent me a couple contracts for, well, see, that's one of the problems though, because like one of the books I'm going to be publishing in the next year would be more aimed at young adults maybe even like older children. So there's a problem with this. Wait, 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 wait. what is this book? <laughs> uh, it's called 50 famous fables. And it's, oh, it's, okay. uh, it's a, it's just a very slim little, the problem is I can't, it's, it's very difficult. Cause I do all this other strange stuff that people might not understand. So like if you're writing books for young adults and you're trying to, to promote one thing, you can't really see there's a problem. <laughs> you know, somebody could get in a Google search and find noise music I released that's on, you know, like Smell the Stench, which is like one of the most offensive websites you can possibly go to. And I kind of kick myself for having anything to do with, you know, and there's like pornography all over it and all this shit. And, and, uh, so I can't really, you know, I can't really go to a lot of people and say, well, yeah, this is the name that I record under. You know, they could look that up, and you know, if they find that stuff, what are they going to think about me? You know, I, I didn't really think about that five, six, seven years ago. But as you get older, you start, you know, sort of regretting some things that you might have done in the past. Back then, I, I you know, I didn't think it would really make much of a difference. But now that that has become a, kind of a thorn in my side. When's back then exactly? Uh, probably around 2008. Okay. Is that, like that. is that how long you've been online, more or less? No, no. I've been, um, I've actually been, like, recording since probably about 2005. Okay. And so it's still I've, fairly recent. I mean, it's like, it's 10 years ago. That's pretty a long time. Yeah. Have you always just been, like, a recluse, like you said? Like, have you always just sort of... It's gotten a lot worse. It's gotten really? a lot worse. I had, yeah, two or three years ago, I had a, a really bad sort of mental breakdown and, and got a lot of anxiety and uh, depression and, and really sort of closed off into myself. And uh, getting online and, and, and starting to, to record sounds again really helped me come out of it. And uh, also um, sort of reprogramming, uh, uh, reprogramming myself uh, with different trying to get different philosophies and trying not to be so pessimistic and, and, and sort of you know sort of focused on the negative and uh, starting to to you know lifting weights has helped a lot uh, and really um now you know i i, I really uh i'm not exactly doing the the kind of 
work that I want to do. I mean, it's not really got to the, the point that I want it to be yet, but it's definitely getting there. It's, what, kind, um, what do you mean the kind of work you want to do? Well, I mean, just whatever I'm gonna, you know, leave behind when I <laughs> when I uh, shuffle off the mortal coil. Right. Uh, when when I don't have children, so there's no way for me to, uh, and I'm it's very unlikely I ever will. Uh, so <laughs> you know, there's no way there's no way for me to project myself into the future. I don't have any legacy to leave to the world except for the things that I create. So do you not believe you'd? leave a presence like you said you believe in ghosts and stuff do you not believe that you'll your essence or spirit will stick around i don't know what'll happen to it my friend i really don't huh not sure i i uh i'm not certain i just like like i said take it day by day and i mean there's still a couple things i want to do i'd like to do like a live performance oh you've never done one no i've never did there's the opportunities never presented it i mean well um yeah, the opportunity's never really presented itself. I've never, never actually. I've thought about asking certain venues, even in this little small town that I live in. Just like on but, your own, just going uh, and doing a noise show, or like a normal, or like a more melodious sort of music. I wouldn't know how to. I wouldn't know how to to organize more melodious sort of music, but I could certainly hook pedals and, and keyboards together, like Merzbo or something like that, and yeah. and make uh, huge walls of sound. I'd want it to be, you know, I'd want to, I'd want a variety of different types of sort of, of sound going. But I, I, I mean, I could certainly figure out a way to do that. I mean, I've got, you know, I could get a hold of the equipment. I've got a, a fair amount of equipment myself but um have you just reached out to people it's like i know you post on a couple of noise forums i saw you reference them somewhere i think and you know uh law yeah, table like have you just talked to any of them about just becoming part of their one of their festivals or anything uh yeah i didn't have a way to get there oh, okay i i, I can't see to drive so <laughs> wow. i can't really drive after dark and and i can't so I didn't really have any way to, that's been a big problem is I don't really have any way to, I'm very, I keep to myself. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I do not speak with other people. I do not see other people. I do not, I, I keep to myself. My favorite time is like one, two, three o'clock in the morning when, when everybody else in this building is asleep and uh, the energy is a lot better and, and the, the, the presences are a lot better. The ghosts, if you will, the ghosts of the past, the shadows that you—I don't know how old you are, but the older you get, the the more, the more, uh, the more shadows you start living, the more ghosts you start living with, because people start dying off. Yeah. You know? I just had a friend, girl I knew from 20 years ago, committed suicide. Uh, several, no, that, yeah, it's probably it was sometime last year. I think it was like September, October last year. She killed herself. And I actually hadn't seen her in 17, 18 years, but I remember her from very well and uh, got on Facebook and found out that she'd kill herself. And, uh, you know, so I mean, people just start dying off the older you get. Wait a minute, I've had uh, like, a couple of friends kill themselves too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's, it's very strange. You, you, you start living with a lot of ghosts and shadows of the past, and you, you remember a little snippets of conversation and the way people looked and their voices and it just seems to me like just yesterday but you know so is this more metaphorical <laughs> to you then or is or do you like legitimately believe in physical like ghosts occupying physical reality no i believe in ghosts occupying okay. physical reality and i i i, I mean I, I pretty much have to i mean i i i do 
a fair amount of uh, automatic composition and writing. Some of the music that I do is, is done through... You see, this, is, this sort of conflicts with Christian beliefs, too, because I, <laughs> I dab in, in occult things and sort of... I have a, a, a real divided personality, Literally. you know, sort of split down the... It's, it's like there's a part of me that's like, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's... it's uh, I have a real conflicted, conflicted personality. I mean, I'm not, you know, the most egregious sinner, but I'm not, I don't really consider myself a good person. Maybe, I don't know if the things that I do are wicked necessarily, but they're questionable, I think. Well, in- but yeah, I mean, I, I have a system of automatic writing and I've certainly composed music that way and composed writings that way. Um, well, how does that work exactly? Um, well, back when we started, you could have ball state, right? Yeah, well, I'm sort of, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I graduated from Ball State in 2003. Back about 2001 to 2002, um, it was going to another depression. One of the first, I was getting divorced at the time, and I was oh. finishing up at Ball State. And uh, I was I was, I was, was a pretty low state, and uh, I met a group of people there, and we started, you know, messing around with, you know, we seances and sort of spiritism channeling spirits and and uh so we got into a lot of stuff like that and i started doing it then and, and sort of letting i don't know what your personal beliefs are i mean you know and, and quite frankly that's your business yeah <laughs> um but but um you know back then we used to get into to trancing out and, and and channeling what we well i guess what's called channeling mediumship and letting spirits sort of come through you, letting intelligences work through you to get done things that they want done, uh, writing, art, music. Um, How do you so, get to that state, though? Uh, there's different ways you can do it. I mean, you can just, almost like a Ouija, you can just write the letters down on a piece of paper and point to them hmm. or use some kind of pointer. And uh, you can, I've certainly got music compositions that way that were pretty strange. Um or you can go into like disassociative. You can concentrate and try to go into disassociative states. Uh, I don't really have much of that faculty in me anymore, but uh, I'm working on it. Um, or you know, also these they communicate through dreams. Uh, there's you know the the messages that you get in dreams, uh, intuitions, chance occurrences, coincidence. Um, but that's that's kind of before I graduated from Ball State. That's that's what you know. That's kind of what saved my life back then. I probably would have just you know, I certainly wouldn't have graduated from college and uh, probably would have just flunked out and drank myself to oblivion. But you know, getting into that stuff really saved my life. And then um, so here I am, you know, 12, 13 years later, and uh, you know, I'm still things haven't been. It's a really strange conversation. I don't really have any. I don't really have any conversations. I don't. Really, it's very difficult for me to know what to. You know, I, I haven't exactly achieved what I wanted to achieve. It hasn't been exactly what I thought it was going to be. But I've, I've done quite a bit more than what I thought I ever would. Um, I've written about twelve books, and um, recorded hundreds of pieces of both music and sound. And what do you? How do you differentiate sound from music? Um, well, I started recording in 2005. I was a substitute teacher 
and I, I was really I was just kind of bored and um, so I got I was became fascinated with the recording techniques of Boyd Rice because I'd heard that he'd made his first album just using tape recorders and so I wondered like what how do you like what does music like that sound like and I'd never really I never heard you know so so I figured well I'm gonna try to do something similar so I I thought, you know, I got this idea in my head to do this prank where I would make this CD and, you know, I was only going to make like two or three of them and it would say extreme volume pop on it. Like it was like, uh, like a pop music anthology, like Justin Bieber or something like that. Yeah. And, and people would get it and, and, you know, I'd just leave it in different places and they'd pick it up and they'd be expecting all this pop music, but all they hear would be this horrible <laughs> place. And, uh, it, it actually worked. It, 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 the, the prank worked. I started because I started drop lifting them different places like uh, coffee shops and, and different things like that. And uh, a couple friends that like 2005, uh, Joseph and, and uh, Russell, they came over one day around my birthday and they had this CD with them and they showed it to me and it was one of my CDs. <laughs> and, and they said, look, we found this in the street. And I took a, I was looking at it and I could tell it was one of mine because I had a sticker on it. And somebody has really done a number on the CD. They've stomped on it with their foot. You know, I mean, they've ground it into the pavement. And then I turned it over, and this was the real kicker. Somebody had taken, like, car keys and just scratched in it so it could never actually play it again. And I was thinking to myself, damn, I've really hit on something here. Because if people expect to hear music and, and they just hear horrible noise, then they get really mad. So I mean, they get really, really mad. So what kind of noise was it on there? Was it like the harsh sort of noise you're doing now? Like no, no, no. This was this was really lame stuff. This was this was uh, uh, you know like Fruity Loops noise or something. This was this was really bad, bad. The first first few things that I you know possibly the first few things that I did, and um, but but yeah, that 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 actually really and I had it hanging on my wall for many years, and I was I was so proud of that that I actually pulled off that one prank and I, I must have really really angered somebody because either that or they were high because they, they really they did not want that cd to ever be usable again for anyone and uh so i figured and the name just i just kept using the, the name it just extreme volume pop for some reason it just i just it just sort of stuck and then i tried other ones but none of them have ever really appealed to so the mixtapes or whatever you were, you were making like mixtapes of that name too, right? Of like other people's work. I did a some compilation right. type it's called Audio Ugly, and that was many many years ago. And just sort of getting uh, tracks from from all these different sources, and as just as long as it was like not a professional type recording. Although I think there was like a, a rock band that didn't really understand that, so they sent me like a studio. It sounded like to me like a professional studio recording, but I put it on there anyway. But yeah, they were just really <laughs> crappy. They were just sort of like uh, just whoever was, you know, had either whatever it was. It could be punk rock. It could be noise. It could be heavy metal. It could be, you know, it's just as long as they recorded in their living room, it was just sort of put it on there. How did they find um, you? Uh, back then, they used to have a forum called Tronics, which was uh, this really horrible, horrible place. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't seem that way when I first started posting there, but I just advertised on Tronics, and, and, and they sort of came flooding in. What was so and, horrible um, about it, though? Um, the 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 way the people acted. Oh, okay. They were, they were quite quite. They, it, 
you know, Waltronics is, is gone now, and it's there's a, a new one called the Maniacs Only Forum. But the, the Tronics Forum was was uh, the, they were quite mean. <laughs> they were quite they were quite mean people. They were they were. I don't know if if everybody like their attitudes. They were trying to front like they were these nihilistic sort of edgy artists or whatever, but they were some of the most rude, abrasive, damn disgusting people I'd ever run into in my life. And I, I was, you know, they really, yeah, they were some mean people there, man. They, they really, I mean, flame trolls that like you wouldn't believe. And, and uh, you know, I had one guy suggest I should go kill myself. That was the first time that's ever happened on, online. Um, just really, really, yeah, really nasty. A lot of the people I met in, in, in noise really convinced me that, that I should really have anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of them, you know, I, I swear if I could physically get a hold of them, I'm not sure. Really, some of them are very, very not good people. They are, they are very, unless it's just an act, I don't know, but, but they're, they're generally slime, a lot of them, <laughs> uh, mental cases, I probably shouldn't say all these things, but what the hell, you know, mental cases, trolls, people that ramble on for 11 pages about a harsh noise, which harsh noise wall is better than, the, is this harsh noise wall better than, the, it's like, the hell they're all pretty much the same damn thing you know i mean how can one be better but they'll go on for like 11 pages of posts about which you know which which harsh noise wall is better than the other which is the most legitimate harsh noise wall right so you know things like that or you know then you get the, the ones on there that, that want to pretend like they're you know like uh like spree killers or something or or their their tapes are like their their projects or whatever are are tapes with you know it's it's all about like they're doing this like white house sort of power electronics you know i'm so evil and sick and weird and twisted type thing with with all the pornography imagery and but their music is basically it's it's really lame it's basically just a, you know a couple of noises or, or whatever and uh, so you know it's, it's things like that but, um Oh, I don't know what else. You know, after a while, it got pretty old. Everybody wanted was jumping on everybody else's compilation, and they all thought they had labels, but it's basically just a damn band camp. I mean, we, you know, he's like, no, you're not running a label. You're sending cassettes through the mail. You know, you have a band camp. Big deal. You know, I'm supposed to be, I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't appear so self-hating, which is, but... I mean, it seems like you still interact with these people uh, because I got your name through somebody. Oh, yeah, I, to a, there's some of them are okay. Lord's <laughs> Lord's okay, and some of them are some of them are okay. Uh, I still nominally like the concept of noise music and music concrete and and the artistic. My experiences with a lot of those people have been pretty negative, <laughs> but not all of them. Some of them are some of them are you know just fine. Some of them are some of them are pretty cool actually. I, I'm not gonna sit and run down and badmouth everybody, but some of them there are there are aspects of it that really bother me. That really I can't really dig, dig into it too much. I don't really get on the forums and like just chat with people that much. You just look at it. Uh, well, I post things that I like occasionally, and I'll I'll, I'll trade packages of tapes and music with them if they want to do that, or or put them on my podcast. Or I don't I don't really just get on there just to chat because I, if I do, I'm gonna get in 
I'll get into it with somebody or something will happen and then I'll, my blood pressure will shoot through the roof and that's just not a good idea. So why did, you, <laughs> just, why did you start the podcast? I know you say in a lot of episodes that like you don't just want noise, but it mostly still is noise. Why did you start it and why do you keep mostly. doing it then? If you don't I'm not really, really like the sure. Same, you don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I think the original idea was because I started doing these music compositions based on dreams and, and sort of automatic writing. So it's the name automatic music. Mm-hmm. And then I'm really not sure. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I didn't just ruin the podcast I can't, I can't for you. Just, <laughs> it just it just sort of no no it just it just it's just something that kind of worked out. And so it's like now I I don't know. I really couldn't tell you one way or the other. But do you enjoy doing it at least? No. No. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no. No, I I I enjoy it when it's done. I feel a sense of completion. Okay, so you do enjoy something about it. Do you do you ever listen back to it at all? Usually not, but occasionally, yeah. Okay. I, I'm thankful i'm i'm really actually grateful for everybody that's contributed anything and i'm I'm looking forward to doing interviews with with people Uh, but do you think you'll enjoy that probably not (laughs) why are you looking forward to it (laughs) i don't know man i I have no idea i tell you the truth i I just i kind of fly by the seat of my pants i just whatever feels right at the time and just kind of felt right so you don't do you, you have like no idea what you would even get out of it then? Like do you hope well, to learn anything? Or? The bumper music, yeah, the bumper music, the the beginning and the the opening music and the closing music is always mine. Right. So, so I guess in a sense I'm on every episode. Yeah. Or even if my music's not listed as part of the playlist. So it, you know, so in a sense I, it's, it spreads my music around more I guess in a way, and uh, so I guess in a sense I can ride their music with my music and it's just sort of like all riding together on the same happy little carnival <laughs> happy little fun house right so then, like why if it, you say you hate talking to people but also you're talking to me but and you're laughing but um but like why would you want to no, you're an okay guy I mean, you're, you're not exactly how i pictured you'd be i, I kind of pictured uh, a metalhead kind of guy but uh, yeah that's but, not me um uh, I tried to be for a while, but like I never, I would pretend to be, but I wouldn't actually listen to the music still. <laughs> I would still be listening to Tom Waits or whatever. Um, but so, but like, if you don't like talking to people, are you hoping to find people you enjoy talking to by doing interviews? Is there any reason to do them at all? It, well, I just kind of feel like I should. <laughs> I, really, I mean, a lot. I tell you, to, to be perfectly honest with you, man, a lot. Of, Probably 90% of the things that I do in life are things that just occur to me that they're things that I should do. Not particularly that I always want to do, but things that, well, you really should. Do you have like a, do you feel, like why do you feel like you should? Is there like, is there like a, what do you call it, a, um, do you feel like you you owe something to an outside entity or anything or? Yeah. Like to the universe or? I might as well, yeah, I'm, yeah, due to the universe, um, well, I just have these bizarre visions that occur to me, and, and I just have to sort of try to live to the vision. So do you believe the visions come, visions come from within, or are you trying to do service to whoever gives you the visions? Um, I'm not exactly certain what, uh, it, I guess it would depend on what your philosophy of life. Uh, personally, I believe that, oh man, I don't know, I mean, I guess you just <laughs> fulfill whatever destiny you 
you, I mean, personally, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I probably believe things that seem like they conflict. Uh, and I mean, on one hand, <laughs> and on one hand, I, I kind of feel like you know things are sort of faded. But on the other hand, I kind of feel like you create your own reality in a way. Right. Uh, I kind of actually know that to be true. There's, a, I don't know what, how, how much you create of your reality and how much is faded. But there's a sort of give and take. And uh, I have these personal visions, and I have to fulfill them. I don't have anything else in life. I don't have. When I say I don't have anything else, I mean, brother, I don't have nothing else in life. Give it I don't child? have children. No, um, I am a schizophrenic. Oh, really? I, well, actually, I'm not a schizophrenic. I am. I have schizoaffective personality disorder. Okay, I've known people with that. Yeah, um, yeah, I have schizoaffective personality disorder. I probably shouldn't admit that either. So, so my trip through the world is pretty strange. Yeah. My trip through the world is there is. Sorry, my cat's there is, walking around. <laughs> uh, there is literally no place that I fit into. I don't fit in with the noise people. I don't fit in with the Christians. I don't fit in with the liberals because I'm actually pretty not. I'm pretty conservative, actually. Uh, I don't fit in with the conservatives because I'm a freak. I don't fit in with the. I don't fit in with the white trash people on disability because I'm a college grad. I don't fit in anywhere, man. I don't have friends. Do you want to? Do you, have, do you do want, want to fit, fit in somewhere? In? Yeah. No, I don't. I'm not sure if I have a place in society. I think my place is to do is to really uh, bring forth the visions that I have into reality, and that's the only way I can do that is through my writing, my music, and my art. That's all I can. That's a really that's my place in the world. Now, whether I stay in this position or not is debatable because. Uh, quite frankly, a lot of things have changed for me in the past couple of years. I've become uh, started embracing a different philosophy, uh, sort of uh, philosophy of you know I listen to a lot of people like Tony Robbins, uh, Napoleon Hill, people like that. So like uh, self people, yeah, like motivation and, and different things like that. Whether I stay, you know, currently where I'm at, I'm not going to. I'm certainly not planning on it, but. For the time being, this is sort of where I've gotten stuck at. Um, it's a very difficult, strange road for me through life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so there, I mean, it can make you very bitter. It can make you yeah. very hostile. Is uh, there, but is there ahead. like anybody you idolize? Is there like anybody you would want to be like in life? Um, Just please don't say don't, a serial killer. <laughs> no, no. no I, I I do not have. I do not have heroes. Uh, there are artists that I admire to a certain degree, but no, none of them wholly enough to say, boy, I really idolize them or look up to them. They're people that I, the people that have influenced me the most from an artistic standpoint uh, would probably be uh, Boyd Rice, definitely got me started with sort of abstract recording, uh, Masami Akita, William Burroughs, Although, I mean, our worldviews would probably be so divergent as to be, we'd almost be alien from each other. But the way he <laughs> did things, his cut-up method and his accident method and accident theory of art are really influential to me. Um, do you believe his were actually accidents or do you believe they were actually from some outside source? Depends on what you believe. Well, I mean, um, what do you believe? Like, do you believe that... I believe... Do you believe it? Do you, wait, do you believe that it depends on what somebody believes? What happens? Like, do they have to be open to these entities? Do they have to be open to the entities? Yeah. Um, everything 
everything works for the will of God eventually. So, I mean, everything is, you know, the will of God may be, you know, there's another, a third world war. But if that's what's going to come, that's what's going to come. Uh, and maybe there are no accidents. Maybe everything is fated to happen to a greater or lesser degree. Uh, I go by accident theory a lot of times with recording, with art, with music. So by accident, well, how do you define accident then? Like, do you think it's like actually completely unintentional or do you believe there's something else helping guide you through it? I have to believe that. If I didn't believe that, then I would have no point. There'd be no point for me to go on because my life is so, I mean, you'd have to understand how if I didn't have a special relationship with something that was invisible and intangible, then, then I'd just shoot myself. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man, yeah. I, I would not want, if I was an atheist, I would have no reason to go on because my life is, my life is not paradise. <laughs> Right. It's not. I mean, in some ways, it's great because I've got all this time, and I, I spend all day long writing and doing, uh, creating the things that I want to create, and uh, nobody much cares. But <laughs> you know, I'm still going to do them, damn it, whether they care or not. They're they're going to get it, you know. And uh, that's what I'm supposed to do, and that's what God, whoever, spirits, whatever, that's what they want me to do, and maybe that's why, you know, I have got all this. I've got other disabilities too besides I've got physical disabilities and other liabilities but other disabilities too. I have a a Bachelor of Science in English from Ball State University. I studied that in religious studies and classic culture. I graduated from college. You know, I was a substitute teacher for a few years but no, I've had, uh, whether you want to call them psychiatric difficulties or you want to call it touched by something strange ever since um, maybe age of 12 or 13 and uh, had some you know different unique experiences off and on my entire life and uh, really came to the realization I don't really have much of a place in in the, in the greater scope of the world my place in the world is just to sort of do these things that I have these intuitions about and just sort of bring them into reality and that's that's what I do so do you believe that you have a connection with God? Do you believe that like he's Oh yes. He, do you believe that like it or they is like ple- is uh pleased by what you're doing? Hope so. <laughs> I honestly hope. I, I don't know, so, man, I don't know, you know. I mean is is God happy that you know that did God want me to do noise music? I don't know. Why not? Because like Sun Ra did. There was some reason that, that I had to do this stuff. And, right. Well like Sun Ra Sun Ra um uh, did basically noise music. I mean, he was like free jazz. Was like this great. Yeah, I love. Yeah. It. I love and yeah. but he believed that like his music was a way of directly communicating with God. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, it is. I mean, I I know I know that I know that you know I I when I've done something good, I, I feel when I when I've created something that I think is is better than me, then I feel feel pretty intense you know or when i when i feel like i've done what i'm supposed to do if i feel like i've slacked off and i haven't done what i'm supposed to do or i've tried to half-ass it then i don't feel you know excuse my language i'm sorry no no this is you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. but if i if i feel like i've just sort of if i feel like i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing then then i don't feel 
I just go by just internal visions. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I, I, I'm actually really, you know, my, uh, politically, I intend to, mentally, I'm as I'm actually pretty tight right now. So, you know, but there are other considerations. I mean, I've got, you know, I, in a weird way, this conversation is actually mirroring a dream that I had. Oh, really? Because I was just about to say, yeah, um, I had a dream. I'm actually turning into a little story. Uh, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but there was a man interviewing a, a, a circus performer who was sort of sitting behind. Interestingly enough, we're doing this online. He was sitting behind a window mm-hmm. and he was talking. And his special talent was that he could pop his eyeballs out of his sockets and he could pass a leather strap through them. <laughs> and and the, the interviewer asked him, was like, why do you do this, sir? And he said, this is the way that I worship. And I was just about to tell you that the things that I do, in a sense, uh, to me, they're they're like religious worship. Okay, that's what I was trying to ask before. Yeah, like they, they are like a way of you getting in touch with your chosen God. Yeah, but sometimes there's, there's, there's a, a very bad part. Of me. I mean, there's a part of me, too, that you see, I, I've got problems with. There's a part of me that's very misanthropic, that's very, you know, I mean, the, the, the Christianity that's proffered to me, you know, through church or whatever, is, is a Christianity that's more humanistic, it's more everyone should love each other and, and everybody should sort of like all sit down at the same level and sort of all get in the same gutter and all sort of, you know, and to me that's very much the message of, of modern society in a sense it's just like you don't try to ever don't try to ever bring everybody down at the same level and 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 and, and everything will be you know utopia and that's that's not that's not reality that's the, that is simply not reality every time that's been tried throughout history that has ended in you know bloodshed annihilation war the deaths of millions of people uh, you know it, it's like that story Harrison Bergeron by uh Oh, what's his name? The guy that wrote Slaughter, Kurt Vonnegut. You know, where they have a future utopia where they try to make everybody equal by taking the best people and like, you know, quashing all their talents until everybody is the same sort of shuffling zombie that, you know, that that is, is you know, they try to put, you know, a, a guy that could run faster than another guy. They try to put weights on him so they'll slow him down. I kind of feel that in a sense. Modern Christianity is sort of, they're sort of giving that message that, you know, and that, that to me that's not, that's not rational. That's not, my actual, like in a supernatural sense, I believe in Christianity. I believe that, that, that Christ is the son of God, that Christ died for, you know, the sins of the world, that he rose after. I believe all that. I have problems with his actual teachings are where I, because my own philosophy is probably more like Ayn Rand or something. <laughs> and that makes me, really, that may seem strange coming from somebody like me, but my own philosophy is more Darwinian. It's more, you know, that, that those that struggle, if you struggle and you, in a sense, might makes right. And that's just the way it is. I mean, I can't really, I, I mean, I would have to say philosophically, that's in a sense, that's what, that is what I believe is that, that in a, in a way, in a way, trying to make everything perfectly equal destroys, destroys the humanistic values don't really do a lot for me. Okay. Well, but, 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 
Yeah. Well, we've been talking for close to an hour. Um, if we just want to rein it in real quick to something more positive, maybe, do you feel like you're moving in a positive direction in general, at least? Well, it's, it's, it's very difficult. It's like I'm pulled in two different, I'm pulled in several different directions at one time. I mean, I, I've got my daily life, which is a place that I'm sort of stuck at temporarily. And then I've got the sort of weird, sort of dark art, the horror type stuff, the macabre type stuff that I, I sort of do, that, that, that I, I do enjoy a lot. And then there's, there's other stuff that I could do that would be more appealing to a mainstream audience. But if, if I could somehow promote, promote that, um, do I feel like I'm moving in a positive? I feel like I'm moving in the direction I'm supposed to. Okay. Like I can't, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, I just have to take it, like I said, based on intuition, based on dreams, based on internal feelings and based on, you know, the, the, relationship I have with with uh, the infinite I guess in a sense alright well I guess if you're cool we can wrap it up there okay sir thank, thank you, you very much it's been it's weird yeah. <laughs> sure it has been most people would probably say that I want you to take care of yourself and you have a good day okay you too or good thanks. evening alright either way yeah. thanks I'll okay. talk to you bye alright bye bye are you still with me, folks? Because it's not going to get any less weird yet. Because today we have another installment of Tea Time with T. Volpone featuring the music of the smudge underneath all of it because I talked to the smudge this week and I felt like using his music. Enjoy dissection of the thing you just listened to. He's more qualified than you, I'm sure, as you'll see. So let's uh, throw it to T for tea time. There you are. Okay. Yeah, what's up, Rob? Hey. You're <laughs> off camera. Are you growing a recluse beard? Yes, I am growing a recluse beard. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Oh, no problem. The last it's more guy, like, what's what, that? I was just going to say the last guy didn't actually have a beard. I was a little bit disappointed. Oh, man, that's no fun. No, you got to have a beard if you're going to be a recluse. Yeah, I know. I've been, <laughs> That's why I never shave. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, and it's not a beard. It's just there's a difference between not shaving and growing a beard. Yeah, it's just a part of your appearance after a while. It's not like it's not like John Ham grew a beard. It's like no, this is just my face. <laughs> Something wrong with Tony? He ain't been shaving. Yeah. <laughs> like, really talk to Rob. He's funny. He ain't shaving. <laughs> it's starting to get the, the things where they stick out on the side. Oh yeah. Oh, like the little corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody ever talks about that. I have to trim that shit more than I have to trim my beard. <laughs> I know, yeah, it sucks. You're like, yeah, it's like real fuzzy, like, underneath my jawline. And... Yeah, but just like in that one part, it sticks out really odd. I can yeah. see it, yeah. Yeah, you can, like, 
Yeah, and you look weird. You yeah, look like, you, have, you have to cut that. Like, it's worse. Like, you know when somebody's, like, fucked up more than, like, a neck beard is, like, when they have... I never see it, though. Like, it seems like everybody's on top of that shit. Like, even neck beards are on top of the weird curly cues and corner. <laughs> if you want to add to it, like, nothing accentuates not shaving more than, like, an old army field jacket. <laughs> yeah, I've had those. Yeah, 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 you gotta have one. <laughs> yeah, you've never been in the army, but you have the army jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery to me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I got this jacket, stopped shaving. <laughs> Things went weird. It's like a Blue Oyster Cult song, Veterans of Psychic Wars. Did you hear that one? <laughs> no, I haven't, but that's a good title. <laughs> Where's our parade, Rob? Yeah. Where's our parade? <laughs> been a couple of years talking to ghosts. You ought to get at least half price at the VFW or something. Veterans of Supernatural Wars. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think about that guy? You think uh, you think he's a brother of yours in the in the he, battle? He's a, he's a, um, I don't doubt the legitimacy of his experiences, and I, part of me wants to question the mental illness diagnosis. But like, he's kind of a prime example of exploring spirituality with no um, like uh, you got to be prepared for things like spiritualism is an awful practice like because basically what you're doing is you're just saying like hey spirits come on in and do whatever you want to do like that's the opposite of like every other spiritual tradition which has all the real weird like burn this and don't do it between these hours like that's not bullshit that's to keep it so that it doesn't make you break like so you're saying the rituals just give you something to focus on so you don't think about the spirits? Uh, well, it, it like lets the spirits know that you're not easily taken advantage of. Like, you know the rules, you know the language of interfacing with them a little bit. You don't and think they're not it, just going to move into your house and make you a weirdo. You don't think it would do the opposite? Just like, hey, this guy's like buying this shit. <laughs> like, we can do whatever you we want to this motherfucker. Right, you would think that, but it, the, here's where the two like here's where it's easy to confuse the two when you're at the point where you're like well you know what maybe i ought to get one of them robes because these spirits is misbehaving here it's you can argue that it's too far at that point (laughs) (laughs) you know like you've just gone too deep now you need robes you know like but if you start with the robes and you approach it like i'm just gonna do this and then see what happens then you'll slowly build up um, a catalog of bizarre experiences that you have a context for. You know, like we don't have any context at all in this society for introspection and being a weird recluse, let alone coming in contact with like bizarre spiritual forces, which it's only been unfashionable to disbelieve in for like 150 or 200 years. Like human beings have existed for like how long we've been around like millions of years hundreds of thousands I feel like I should notice as an evolution proponent, but I don't <laughs> a long time, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> let's say, let's say like let's say like people have been around for a week <laughs> Sunday afternoon. They stop believing in ghosts like, well, right before the next week starts. It's just we don't know like we don't know what consciousness is we don't know what like how the body reacts to other people's electricity and moods and stuff like everybody can tell if somebody's happy or sad and they can't really tell you why but you make the step from there to um from like hunches and intuition to like stuff that would be put under a more psychic umbrella then everybody gets weirded out 
Like, I'm not looking at somebody and just feeling that they're sad is totally normal, but hearing them think in your head, that's that's ridiculous. That's a question. Can't happen. All right. You know, like, there's just... We don't know, and then instead of trying to find out, we just keep hitting it down with a hammer and making, keeping it so you don't know. And so this is all a part of your theory or practice of uh, Zen voodooism? That's, you know, like, I went through, like, some really, like, like I said, that the guy you were talking to earlier, I'm like, hey, yeah, I know, that's completely reasonable sounding. Been there, like, myself, watched people do it, talked to other people who've done it. When you strip away the bullshit, there's a common elements to all these explanations, and, yeah, like, that's, that's what got me out of like a weird headspace was just like wait a minute no like I'm not you know just noticing different things from different cultures and then I started adding them up and I started getting more normal I was less paranoid like less less willing to eat my own bullshit and just like things started getting better psychology calls them like a spiritual crisis or problems of a spiritual nature they don't really have any way of treating them like the way you treat a spiritual problem is with a spiritual solution you know, it's not the case all the time. Like if the, if the mental illness problem, then the spiritual solution isn't gonna work. But the symptoms overlap so much that it's just like, take the 20 minutes to do some weird spiritual shit before you go on pills forever. Cause like two out of 10 people are gonna clear up that way. So like, I write a lot about like, <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to get to that or not. Yeah. Since that's, that's ostensibly the, the reason you're on. Yeah. That's my big argument is yeah. that you don't have to let someone call you crazy just because you hear ghosts. Like, figure out if you're hearing ghosts first and then see if you're crazy. <laughs> so, like, I like Zen because Zen is just no bullshit philosophy. Just everything you see is just a report from your nervous system and you're too stupid to understand it. Like, the voodoo stuff I got in too because I couldn't meditate my way through the horrible spiritual things that were going on <laughs> so, like I actually had to go do shit with candles like go to the graveyard at night put the robe on and, and it worked like it doesn't work for, I've seen it not work but I've seen it work a lot and so I just write about that and mostly so because people sit down and they're like oh you're into weird stuff let me tell you this weird thing and then they, they tell me and I'm like that's not even let me tell you the 15th weirdest thing that ever happened to me and then they're like, I gotta go. <laughs> You're too weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just like by sharing my weirdness and what I've learned from it, I hope like maybe other people will stumble on it and not feel so weird. Okay, but if you wanted to prevent stumbling at the moment and forcefully direct, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you, <laughs> you gotta take care of your head, man. Yeah. You can't just go dive into your brain without a, a map. Yeah, but so how do they find you? Like, how do they find your map right now? Uh, well, you just go to the website and start reading. I have links to all my heroes, so you can read the same stuff that I read that helped me out. Like, uh, every once in a while, when things are really bad, I would hit a website on the internet and be like, wow, that was really helpful. Somehow, like, calm me down, like, made me feel less weirded out alone. So I kind of want to be that website for somebody. And what is the know. website? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I haven't needed it yet. I'm getting around to it. You know, I um, thought you were on here to promote a website. No, I am. I'm just <laughs> Zen Buddhism. C-E-N and then B-O-O-D-I-S-M. Nietzsche had a neat thing. He said all isms ought to be wasms. <laughs> All right, well, 
I should probably cut this off here then, and you can come back and talk more about your spiritual journey next week, maybe. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was pretty wild, man. Like, weird. <laughs> All right. I'm going to cut this <laughs> off then, cut off the recorder. I thought it was off already. That's the only reason I said that shit. All right, well, I'll cut that out then. I'll just leave this part <laughs> in. <laughs> All right, see ya. Hi, later, Ralph. Well, I uh, don't believe anything any of them said, but they're interesting, right? Or, I don't know. I feel like you have to be a freak to be listening to this or partaking in this in any way. No offense to the 10 people that have partaken in this. Uh, so that's it for today. I would like to start including short stories or poems at the end, so if you have anything, feel free to send me the text or a f audio file of you reading it to my Gmail, uh, undressingunderground at gmail.com, or hit me up on the blog in the comments section or on Twitter, or OkCupid. Uh, the latter two are both just at Falcon Vane, stolen from the latest of Montreal album that probably no one else listened to. And uh, my cat is knocking things off the table because he wants to be fed, so if you hear noises, that's what that is. But he always wants to be fed, so fuck him. Yeah, Boris, fuck you. Boris! Alright, whatever. You can also call the podcast and leave a me or us or whatever you want to consider my being or this property. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 260-PUNK-POD. I forget what numbers that comes out to, but 260-PUNK-POD will reach the voicemail and I'll just put whatever you say on here. You can promote something, you can talk about how great Comcast is, I don't care, just talk to me. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and maybe I'll buy some speech lessons if you donate some money to my Patreon account. Links to that on the blog, as well as links to a bunch of shit by Tom Baker to find all of his music and podcasts and books and where the fuck else that guy does on the blog, as well as a link to Zen Buddhism. So you can save your eternal soul for $35 less than you would through the Church of the Subgenius. And you can read Tony's Tea, sorry, T's fancy little pamphlets like Jukebox Manners, A Guide for the Feeble-Minded, or So You've Decided to Drink in the Day, Helpful Hints for Nighttime Drunks, complete with all sorts of lovely clip art that you forgot about from the 90s. That's all for today. Join us next week for probably a conversation with... Let's say Charlie, the game board designer, and 
PhD candidate. Oh, shit, I'm out of time. Uh, uh, that's, that's, fuck, that's it. Talk to me, please. So just a guest. We'll record you an interview. Send me whatever. I got time to fill. And time to kill. And myself. Because I'm 27. Good night.